So we have uh, started a new uh, May series called Family Dynamics. Uh, we started this last week, and uh, today is clearly a special day because today we, uh, we set this aside to honor and to celebrate, and in many cases to remember uh, our mothers, if, we have, uh, if we've lost our mothers. Uh, you may not know this, but President Woodrow Wilson, back in the year 1914, uh, established Mother's Day in this country. And when he did that, he, he signed a joint congressional uh, uh, statement, and he, he said this about the American mom. He said, the American mother, there he is, is the country's greatest source of strength and inspiration. So Mother's Day has been around for over a century, and I think President Woodrow Wilson was right then, and I think he's still right today. Um, mothers who truly accept the great responsibility and meaning of genuine motherhood make a lasting difference in the lives of their children that's far greater than anything we could ever measure. But we also know that Mother's Day can be complicated too, right? There are some people who've lost their moms, maybe recently. There are some people who uh, maybe have wanted to become a mother and they haven't been given that chance for whatever reason. Uh, there are some people who have strained relationship with their mom, and so today's not, a, not an easy day. So we want to celebrate our moms on Mother's Day, but we want to be sensitive to the fact that it may not be an easy day for everybody, and that might be you know, real for a lot of people. In the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, the final chapter, chapter 31, this is what it says. Describing the capable wife is what the text says. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She takes care of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is in vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Um, I told you last Sunday that we're doing this May series on family dynamics uh, really for a couple of reasons. But one reason is because the last 14 months have been really hard. <laughs> They've been really hard on everybody, but especially on families, people that are trying to work from home and, and, and have their kids uh, on remote learning and dealing with all the different things that came along with the pandemic. But also because I think all of us at this particular time need to be reminded of some of the basic truths and priorities that we need to practice when it comes to our families. Uh, how do we love the people that we say we love the most? How do we give them our best? Uh, how do we not give them the crumbs and just what's left over? Sometimes we give the, I said last week, we give the strangers our best and then we come home and we give crumbs left over to our spouses and to our families and to the people who actually uh, deserve our best. So um, we're reading Ephesians and today we get to Ephesians 5 where it says this, be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Now, this particular text is controversial. You might be thinking, why would we preach this text on Mother's Day? Uh, are you nuts? And I would think, yeah, it might be, just a little bit, right? Uh, when you read this text, you know, some people say, this is so dated. This is not right. We don't need to read this text. But the reality is, the reality is, this was written in a time where women had a very different role than what they have today. It was written in a time where women were property. Uh, they weren't allowed to talk. They, they've never asked for their opinion. And I would even say we now live in a day where women now have more uh, rights and privileges than they did even 30 years ago, which is a great thing. 
But have you thought about this? Christianity and Jesus in particular gave women a voice at a time when that was not common at all. If you read the Gospels and you read about the life and ministry of Jesus, then what you'll recognize is that Jesus listened to all of the women that were in his life and their voice mattered. And so I would say that Jesus was a trailblazer and that he was doing this long before our society at large ever started doing this. And so even though Ephesians was written a time where women were property, this is the message that I hear today. Wives love your husbands. Husbands love your wives. You are a team. You bring out the, the best in each other. Your relationship is unique. And, and it, it's not fair. It's not fair if one person is always the one making the effort and the other person is not. It's never been easy to be a mom. And I think that today it might be about as difficult as it has ever been. Many women, I don't know if I, I would say most women now work in addition to being a mother. And for the moms who stay at home, guess what? They're working their tails off, taking care of their children. And I do worry sometimes that our culture uh, tries to tell women that if you make the decision to stay at home and take care of your children, that that's not good enough. Because that, that is a, that's a decision that many women make, and it's not an easy decision, but it's one that needs to be respected because raising children is a full-time job. But I think being a mom today is probably as complicated as it has ever been because women are working, they're still trying to raise their kids, they're trying to keep their household going. Hopefully the husbands and dads are doing a lot more today than they've done before to help, right? That's hopefully the case. But a lot of moms sit there and they wrestle with this question, how am I going to do all the things that I'm expected to do? How am I going to wear all these different hats that are being placed on me. And I think that that is a real challenge for just about every mom. And sometimes, if we're honest, it can feel completely overwhelming because mothers are being asked to do so many different things. I think about my own mother on Mother's Day a lot. John's and my mom. She passed away almost 16 years ago. And I find myself thinking back to the lessons that she taught me in life, that she taught us. And, um, and what I, when I think of my mom, I think of what I call the four Fs. These are the things that, that our mom taught us and instilled in us at a young age. The first lesson that she taught me was the lesson of faith. Uh, my dad's always been a minister, uh, so church was never an option for us. We didn't get to wake up and go, I don't want to go to church today. We always went to church, right? But my mom always showed us the, the difference between church and faith. You would think that the two go hand in hand, but sometimes they don't. Not everybody who goes to church lives out their faith. Uh, the church should help us develop our faith, but our faith cannot be dependent upon what happens or doesn't happen in the church. Let me say that again. Our faith cannot be dependent upon what happens or doesn't happen in the church. Never give up on faith because you have a bad experience in the church. Never give up on faith because you have a bad experience in the church. That is not a good excuse to give up on faith. My mother had a strong faith. And when you're a preacher's wife, you see and hear it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. But she always told us that, that your faith cannot be tied 
to what happens or what doesn't happen in the church. And so she taught us how to sustain our faith even during difficult times. And the best gift that mothers can give their children, I think, is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You plant that seed and you nurture it and you encourage it throughout their lives. Uh, My mom once said this. She said, God calls us to be loving. God calls us as we are and not as we should be. God calls us to be accepting. Accept people where they are on life's journey. We can't control other people's behavior. God calls us to be honest in who we are and what we say and do. God calls us to be open. God calls us to be willing. And God calls us to be available. How open and willing and available are we to what God is asking us to do at this time in our lives? She also went on a retreat and she made a list. And I always come back to this notebook because it's, it's kind of a treasure for me. These are the spiritual qualities of a disciple. First, the faith is always growing. Second, serving others in the spirit of humility. Third, maintaining an undying hope. And fourth, learning to love others the way that God loves us. Secondly, she taught me the gift of family and how important family is. And that's what we're talking about this this month. Um, My mother lived for her family. She lived for her family. She'd do anything for her family. And and that was was at the, the core of what she was all about. And I told you last week that I think that the breakdown of the family is one of the greatest tragedies of modern culture. And it's not just in poor communities or one socioeconomic class or one race. The breakdown of the family in general has done all kinds of damage to people, and it's caused a lot of problems. But without a healthy family uh, and without parents that are doing their job, then kids can't learn right from wrong. They don't learn how to contribute and be a part of society. And that leads to problems like poverty and poor education and a lack of opportunity. That becomes a really brutal combination. You know, my mother was not afraid to discipline us. And so when we got out of line, we knew it. Uh, She used to have this famous line. She said, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out of it. And she was dead serious when she said that. Um, Family is not always easy. It can be very stressful, but it is such an important part of all of our lives. And we should invest in our families and make sure that those relationships are really strong. The next lesson she taught, faith, family, friendship. In life, you can never have too many friends. And my mom had tons of friends, and she taught us, if you want to, to have a friend in life, you got to go be a friend. So if you're looking around going, why don't I have any friends? Ask yourself, when was the last time you actually tried to be a friend to somebody? Um, and, and, and we knew that my mom was not doing well when she stopped uh, responding to her friends because... Um, Friendship was something that she loved, and friendship is what makes life worth living. Paul writes these words to the Romans. He says, don't lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Paul says, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So build bridges. Focus on what unites people and not what divides them. Be positive and not negative. Cut people some slack. Don't judge them. Um, I think that these words in Romans 12 really describe how we're supposed to interact with our friends. Um, Friendship is such an amazing gift, and we all have acquaintances and people that we know, and that's great, but that's not the same thing as a genuine friendship. Um, that, That is what makes life worth living. Finally, faith, family, friends, the fourth F that my mom taught us was fun. (laughs) And she knew how to have fun. 
She was always the life of the party. Uh, she believed that life is to be celebrated. Uh, there's so many people who take life way too seriously and they're not that fun to be around. And so the question is, where's the joy? Where's the fun? T.S. Eliot said, where's the life we've lost in living? You can't always be so serious that you don't laugh, that you don't, uh, that you don't have a good time. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Have fun, live, enjoy your life, enjoy your family, enjoy your children. Now this week, I did something different. I thought about the lessons my mother taught me, the four Fs, but I also reached out to some moms in the Woodmont community, people that are raising children at different stages, and I said, if there's one thing that you want your children to learn or to know, what, would that, what is that one thing? Okay, and so here's some of the responses that I got. Christy Williams, who's our elder chair-elect, she said, I want to teach my kids to be kind. I want them to know that kindness makes all the difference in life in addition to living out the golden rule. And I want them to know that whenever bad things happen, we can get through it because we share each other's burdens. Farrell Mason, one of our ministers, she said, I tell my children every, every morning, make this day count and do something kind for somebody. Martha Gallion, take the time to listen to your children because they wanna know that you're on their team and that you care. Allison Bushin said, trust God in difficult times. We don't always understand what happens or why, but God always gets us through. Run towards the arms of God and not away. And Allison said, make time for your family and love is what holds families together Fighting is a complete waste of time. Stephanie Bowman, our deacon chair, said, quality matters over quantity. It's time and intentional presence with your kids that matter the most. Put down the phone, don't sweat the small stuff, and don't demand perfection. Mary Britton Cummings, who has teenagers now, said this, I want my children to reject the culture of this world and to long for Christ and his ways. She said, there has probably never been a generation of kids who are as anxious, fearful, and yes, even depressed as some of the kids that we have today, but they long for Christ and many of them don't even know it. And the message of Christ is very different from the message of our culture. The message of Christ is what leads to peace and comfort. And then Friday, I had lunch with Tulu Quinn. She and I have been friends since we were in seventh grade. She's battling a really hard uh, illness right now. Uh, but I, said, I asked Tulu, what do you want to teach your children? And her, her reply was simple. She just said, love never ends. Love never ends. What are the lessons, moms, that you want to teach your children and dads? What are the lessons that you learned from your mom when you were growing up? Think about that today. And I always close on Mother's Day with those words of the coach, Paul Bear Bryant. He coached at Alabama. My mom went to Alabama. She loved the, the Tide. I grew up cheering for them. But Bear Bryant once said, have you called your mother today? I sure wish I could call mine. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. Thank you for who you are and what you do. God bless you.